It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Welcome to the latest episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We're here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. I'm food, dining, and living editor, Lagaya Figueres, and I'm going to tell you about a unique cooking class that you won't want to miss. This is Rodney Ho, entertainment reporter at the AJC. If you like Kid and Play's house party in 1990, the party is back. And we'll have a couple of special guests this week, Angela and Dennis Budimer, who will talk about their new column for the AJC, Joyful Daily. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. First up on this week's episode, we're going to tackle some hot topics, and one of the hottest topics for us is the introduction of a brand new daily column in the AJC and on AJC.com. It's called Joyful Daily, and it's done by columnists Angela and Dennis Budimer. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. And Lagaya is going to kind of guide us through this conversation. So uh, take it away, Lagaya. Okay. So first, I want to talk a little bit about who Angela and Dennis are. They are licensed psychologists and the founders of Atlanta Center for Mindfulness and Well-Being. And I've actually used you guys as a resource a couple times for some stories that I've written in the past few years. And one of those stories led me to their book that's called Inspire. Or mindful mojo, right? Mm-hmm. Or, Inspired 365 days of mindful mojo. I, well, I, 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 I love the book. It's also one of the um, books on our collection on the um, back of the toilet seat. That, you know, little nuggets of, of self help. That's great. <laughs> While you are indisposed. Oh, but I, I really took some of their words to heart. And when I was thinking about, you know, launching a column like this, they immediately. Um, came to mind. So I'm first going to let you guys introduce yourself to to our listeners, tell them a little bit about your practice, and then we'll get into sort of the back reasons why the we are starting this column and then some of the topics that you'll be covering. Absolutely. 
great having uh, us here. Uh, great to be here, Legai, and thank you for uh, bringing us along for this wonderful, wonderful project. Uh, Angela had been in business for 20 years, and as she says, we're still married. <laughs> uh, and I always keep my fingers crossed when she says that. Uh, but we love our work, and uh, even previous to when we started our practice many, many years ago, we've always been helpers and caregivers in our lives. Uh, we're both oldest children. I happen to be the oldest of 10, uh, and that sort of was a formative way that to come into this. But we really enjoy our work, and we do a lot of coaching, uh, psychotherapy, and really just trying to help people feel and live at their best, really. Yeah, we also do some keynote speaking. In fact, we did a TEDx talk together, which is very unusual, called Diffusing Stress with Mindful Mojo. And that was a lot of fun. So we we kind of have a patchwork quilt career, but everything that we do in our business is designed to help people feel better, perform better, and live better. That's awesome. Okay, so that's what we're going to do a little bit with with the Joyful Daily column. And I'm just going to mention to our listeners, you can find the column weekdays online, and then Mondays through Thursdays and Saturdays in the living section of the print edition. So this new column, Joyful Daily, which by the way, I just love that I name love too. <laughs> okay. So it's this is basically self-help column that offers ideas for improving your mindfulness and actively seeking joy every day. And I really like the idea of actively because that's where you guys are getting involved, giving them ideas, right, to for, to, to spark joy, uh, yes. to find that joy, um, to channel it. And one of the reasons that I felt it was important to launch this column now is, well, one, I, I don't know about you guys, but there's kind of a lot of negativity in the air sometimes. Yes. These days, it feels like, you know, politically, we feel, uh, you know, some divisiveness mm-hmm. or, and it feels like the mojo isn't always <laughs> there. And I think that, you know, internally, you can really that can really trigger some some sadness. And I was looking at some of the state of mental health in America, then latest is the 2023 report. And among the key findings, 21% of adults are experiencing a mental illness, and that's equivalent to over 50 million Americans. And in the United States, there are 350 individuals for every one mental health provider, which tells me that there's just not enough of you guys to go around, right? And, yeah. and so if we can offer this, you know, maybe people don't have the funds to seek, you know, any type of help. But if we can just offer this in the paper, you know, there's your five minutes of reading time, not even, right? Um, some ideas to, you know, for our um, improved uh, well-being. So um, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have, have written so far, some of the topics you've covered. Well, so far we've covered uh, breathing, uh, which is that very essential thing that we all do without thinking. That but was it's the really, launch topic. Right, but it's like, <laughs> well, how do you breathe? Well, I know how to breathe, but it's like... Are you breathing in a stressful manner, or can you uh, develop ways that uh, enable you to not only uh, feel better, but your body operate better and your consciousness, your state of mind uh, is a result of that? So that that was a, a great, we thought it was a great launch, that mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then the second column was on self-compassion, because we find in our work that lovely, lovely people are sometimes their worst critics. They literally are terrorizing themselves inside their heads. And so it's so important, that relationship that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what are some other ones that you have coming up? 
We have some coming up on laughter, mindset, perspective, all kinds of things. Creative spark. Yeah, Creative spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you yes. mentioned laughter, one of the, during the early days of the pandemic, I, we were very isolated, right? I learned about this laughter yoga class and yes. she was doing it virtually. And I'm telling you the first, <laughs> I probably did it religiously for five months wow. and she was offering it free, you know, online and there were people around the world that were joining us, which was, well, she's based in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. it was so fun. I mean, I didn't even know there was this thing called laughter logo, but the laughter part, it just made my, you know, all the crazy that was happening and stuff and people were scared. Yet so much is out of your control. And just to laugh for 25 minutes yes. was just therapeutic. It's so good for you. And, you know, laughter is contagious. If someone starts <laughs> laughing heartily and you hear them, then you start laughing, just like negativity is contagious. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so good because it, it really, as you experience Lagaya, it really shifts uh, your mind and your body. So you're transported to this, you know, exhilarated state away from all that stress that you were initially talking about. And you have more uh, endorphins flowing in the body, uh, oxytocin, all of these neuro of transmitters that make you feel good. And look, your job is to feel good. Right. You know, I think somebody told me um, the other day something about when you wake up in the morning, no one more than you is looking to make you happy. It's just, you know, it's Shane. I am not waking up thinking today (laughs) I'm going to make Shane happy. That's what I'm going to like. Not happening. Right. (laughs) Sorry, Shane. He wishes he did. Right. Right? I do. But it's just not, not reality. I mean, I I have to say that, that, you know, when we, we first were talking about launching this and, and we got the first column and I read it, it, it automatically makes me do the thing that you're talking about. I mean, I, it, it made me mindful of my breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was fascinating that it just the, the mere suggestion of it mm-hmm. makes you want yes, to do that. 100%. Yes. I bet you I'm the one that's going to benefit most from it because I'm working with them as we edit the copy. Then I'm putting the copy into our system, right? I'm reading it multiple times and then I see it in my daily print paper when that arrives on my doorstep and it's nice in front on the bottom of the cover in the living section. I'm like, I am practicing. That's great. And same for us. We're writing it and then yes. we're reading it. Right. We're editing it and it's reinforcing us as right. well even though we teach this stuff. And it really for all of you who are listening and maybe, you know, thinking these guys are loony or whatever. It really doesn't take that much time out of your day. It's just a, it's a, just a quick practice. Read it. If you can get a nugget out of it, that's awesome. While we have you guys here, I do want to ask you, I'm fascinated by people's um, like routines. I call it like morning routine and I've been doing, once I figured it out, I've been doing it for like 20 years, you know, like how I wake up and how I begin my day before I allow work to, you know, consume me. What is something that is part of your morning practice? We have a pretty extensive positive morning ritual. And we know that the most successful people in the world do. Yeah. And so Dennis and I have really expanded it and developed it over the years. So we do meditation. We journal write. We do some yoga. We listen and read motivational things. I mean, it literally is about an hour and a half to two hours. But you don't have to do that. We just choose to do that. We get up early and do it. Yeah, yeah, now it's gotten to the point that if we, if, 
and, and we don't not do it, but if we didn't, it would feel like uh, we're going out the door without our shoes on or right. something like yeah. that. Yep. And the other thing that we do. And pu- wait, you guys, do you also do it on weekends? Yes. Oh, straight. Uh, there's yes. no break. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. in, in hotels, we wherever Everywhere. we go, we do it. Okay. And, and, and the th- thing is, even upon awakening, because when you wake up, the mind goes to the negative. It used the reference point of where uh, you left off yesterday. And if it was bad, you may go to all of that. So waking up, we recommend gratitude, which we practice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just lay there and take some breaths, list five things that you're grateful for, how you want to step into the day, that sort of thing. That's awesome. Good advice. Yeah. Hey, Shane, do you have any other questions for them while they're here? Free? Well, it's very tempting because I know one thing that, that, that made me think of, it's like starting the day. It's like I find ending the day is difficult sometimes. Yes. Um, and especially letting go of things. Ooh, good. Um, yeah. I'll find my I'll, I'll find I have difficulty sleeping because I start thinking about what do I have to do tomorrow. Yes. And it's hard to turn that off. It is. And we are big believers in coming in for a landing, so to speak. So, you know, you just start gearing down an hour, hour and a half before you want to go to sleep and just turn off the screens, which I know is difficult, and maybe do that gratitude practice at the end of your day, you can bookend gratitude and just think about what went well, because sometimes we forget to shine the spotlight on that. Mm. Yeah, whatever yeah. is nurturing too. you know, a nice warm Epsom salt bath, yes. some, some easy music, yeah. reading something inspiring or just gentle, that, that sort of thing, you're gentling the spirit. Right. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. It's great to have you here. Terrific. And we're we're thrilled about um, the launch of this column. And we'll look forward to all sorts of ways to be joyful every day. Oh, Yay, nothing thanks, but a pleasure. Yeah. And we're thank thrilled, you. too. Yeah, thank you for your brainstorm on coming up with yes, us. Yes, thanks, Lagaya. My pleasure. Thanks to Angela and Dennis Budimer. And uh, you can check out the column daily in the living section Monday through Thursday and Saturday and online as well at AJC.com. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And continuing on with some of our hot topics, Rodney just came back from Athens just hours ago, right? Yes, seemingly. (laughs) I'm just recuperating from uh, the very final um, tour date for the B-52s. It was a charity concert in their home, I guess, effectively the hometown of the band itself. Right. I think only uh, Cindy Wilson's the only one who actually still lives there. Right. Um, But uh, they were at the Classic Center for just 2,000 people who were very fortunate to be there. Yeah, and that's after they just played here in Atlanta three shows at the Fox Theater. Correct. Uh, in that case, they, they were headlining with Casey and the Sunshine Band. In this case, they brought Love Tractor in, right? which was a fellow, I guess, peer of theirs. And yeah. I know Bill Berry from REM also popped in for a yeah. brief moment during yeah. Love Tractor. They didn't have any guests show up on stage. I, I was kind of expecting them to throw somebody out maybe during Love Shack and bring a bunch of people up, but they, they just did their regular show on the most part. Yeah, yeah, it looked like it because I saw like the, the set list and it looked exactly the same. As Very the one similar. They, they, they threw in a couple of different songs. They yeah. switched out. You know, I love Channel Z from um, the Cosmic Thing, and they played that. Um, yeah. So I was very happy. Yeah. Um, but, what did they end on? Uh, Rock Lobster. Come on. <laughs> they even brought on, you know, an actual person dressed up as a, as a lobster <laughs> nice. to dance around because that, you know, how could it not be right yeah it was funny watching people try and go down 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 and not everybody could do it so some people just like i'm too old for this i'm just gonna stand (laughs) 
that's enough. I've had too many knee surgeries. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, this, it's not 1979 anymore for most people. So, <laughs> but still a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's great that you know they did this in Athens because you know that's where they got their start way back in the 70s, and I'm sure that the audience was full of people who were around uh, then. You know that. Probably a scattering of, of other folks as well, but um, you know, I'm sure that I actually I know some people. I, I was seeing on my Facebook feed all these people who were posting photos from you know before the show, during the show, after the show. A lot of them were uh, were there and having a great time. Yeah, I'm sure backstage w- w- must have been a crazy reunion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved some of the outfits because people, you know, people would dress up for it. Oh, and they st- they did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was sparkly city. It was <laughs> like Studio 64. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's great when, you know, a band that m- made it so big comes back to town. It's like you can feel the love in the room because... It's I don't know. It's there's just something about that hometown crowd. Yeah, yeah. It was good to see. Uh, Kate, Kate can still move around. I was very impressed. Um, yeah. And you know, Fred was Fred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Cindy just had this regalness about her. I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed her right. her energy. Yeah. It was it was not quite as you know frantic as Kate's, but yeah. But and and even though this was the final date of the tour, it's not going to be their final. Shows. No, no, they're going to be at the Venetian in Vegas for several dates this year in what you would call a residency. It's like they're doing like six dates in the summer and then or in the spring and then a few more dates later in the summer. Mm-hmm. Well, like a lot of people, it's like they, they say they end their touring days, but that doesn't mean they're not going to do one off shows here. Yeah, they and still there. sound good. They, you know, I think they still have something left in the tank. Yeah. Um, but maybe they just don't want to do the travel. Yeah. And the grind. I mean, yeah, that, that can be wearing on you, especially when you get to a certain age. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cindy's a baby at 65, but Kate's 74. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize what a big age difference there was between mm-hmm. Cindy and Kate. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so you can check out Rodney's review of the show online at AJC.com. And he's also been following another story. 99X is back. Um, and they brought back uh, one of their original uh, Morning X yeah. uh, hosts, uh, Steve Barnes, um, came back and he is um, going to do a morning show. It's, it's kind of a weird hybrid because um, he's going to do a live from 7 to 9 and he's going to do a best of from the old Morning X archives. I guess they've saved a lot of the old material from the 90s and early 2000s from right. the Morning X and they're just going to recycle that material from 6 to 7 and from 9 to nine to you know, nine to 10. Huh. Uh, and they haven't announced his female. I get a sense he's getting a co-host. I think it's probably going to be Leslie. But, uh, you know, if Leslie has already a full-time job as the head of music strategy at CMT uh, right. in Nashville. So I don't know whether she, you know, but she's been doing a podcast with him for quite a while. So my right. guess is maybe she'll just call in. I, I, that's right. my guess. I don't know. It could be somebody else. Yeah. But I'm not clear who's going to be Barnes's co-host at this point. Right. I know yeah. Jimmy's not doing it. I mean, he's just too busy as a realtor. Right. He's, he's making good bucks yeah. <laughs> as Are a realtor. Are they using archives as a way to like save money kind of thing? It's just to fill time, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. I mean, in a sense. I mean, Barnes himself has a full-time job, you know, so I, I don't know. This is just a way to cobble together the past and, and to how, how long that will work as a, 
you know, is this a good long-term play? I have no idea. Um, also, um, Steve Craig, who was their midday host d- during the entire run in NNX, just left the river. He hasn't said what he's going to do next, but you might be able to easily put two and two together, and after his non-compete, he'll probably be back right. at 99X. Yeah. Well, awesome. And uh, Rodney will be keeping up with developments on that. You can find that on the Georgia Entertainment Scene blog. Uh, and we should also mention uh, probably the biggest news of the week. Uh, yeah, which... bigger news coming out of Athens than the V-52s. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, the uh, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship, I'm Handily. sure. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you all know that by yeah, now. Yeah, there was no drama whatsoever compared to the um, previous game. The Ohio State game had a right. far more drama on New Year's Eve than this one. <laughs> And, of course, we've covered it extensively, um, and folks are often asking where to get, like, commemorative merchandise to get the front page and all of that. Um, and we do have an online store, which is the most convenient way to do that. That's AJC.com slash Dogs News, D-A-W-G-S-N-E-W-S. Uh, so you can purchase, like, special sections, uh, just like the copies that you could find at retail. And also, we'll be on Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Gainesville Times, which is where some of these are printed. That's uh, going to be 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, It's going to be cash only, and that's at 345 Green Street in Gainesville. So if you want to get some of the commemorative editions of the paper for The Dogs Win, that's the place to be. Uh, And if you're a subscriber, you're going to be getting a copy of the 16-page souvenir section that goes on sale on Wednesday. Uh, You'll be able to get that in your Sunday paper if you're a subscriber. So that'll be the January 15th edition. Uh, We also have a book celebrating uh, UGA's back-to-back national championship, and that's at triumphbooks.com slash Georgia 2023, or call one 800 888-4741 between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 1-800-888-4741. And, of course, there will also be another celebration. Yeah, you know, I mean, those are all things that folks, I suppose, can do. But this is a go-do podcast. Go Atlanta. So who's going to go to the parade? So they've released information about the parade that's taking place in Athens on Saturday. So the stadium gates are going to open at noon. Um, There's the parade down Lumpkin Street to Sanford Stadium that starts at 1230 with a dog walk at 1 p.m. and then a formal program that begins at 2 p.m. If you're lucky enough to be... um, Ticket holders, y'all have already received information about getting a ticket. But the general public, you do need tickets for the celebration. And you can purchase those starting today at 9 a.m. is um, when you can acquire those. So just go to georgiadogs.com. So again, 9 a.m. this morning, jump on that website to nab your your tickets and get yourself to the all of the celebration for Georgia Bulldogs. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. All <laughs> yes. you dogs. Yes, indeed. You know, I have to admit, I went to bed after like the first quarter. Yeah. I just like, okay, we know what's <laughs> happening here. I need a good night's rest. <laughs> Did you guys stay up and watch the whole oh, thing? Oh, no. 
no, no, no. I figured I'll find out about it first thing in the morning. So yeah. I am glad that they're selling all of those, you know, some of the the photos and stuff. They were terrific. Did you see actually on TV? I saw it um, later that our own Greg Bluestein, who was handing out, you know, like yep. the field that what do we call that copy? What is it called? The It's like a pre-made, yeah. Yeah, assuming you want type of sheet that but, they can yeah, get he, the football players to hold up. Yes. And yeah. he was on the screen handing it to um, Kirby Smart. Yep. That was great. And then the photo that I love that I've seen so much of is um, Kirby kind of like giving a hug or whatever to Bennett. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Was it like a hug? Anyway, it's really striking. I think it's just the composition is really pretty. So that's an AJC photo that folks could purchase as some merch if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, we we go all out with the photographers for these. And and, and it shows that the photos are, are fantastic. Right. A 128 page commemorative book already yep. get your hands on that people yep okay so anyway moving on but go dogs and uh monday is mlk day we'll have a look at some of the streets and buildings around town that are named for civil rights leaders and point out some of the murals uh, that pay tribute to king uh, john lewis and others in this friday's go guide that's january 13th friday the 13th for those of you keeping track And we'll also have a story on the Historic District Development Corporation. That's coming on Monday, and it's one of Atlanta's oldest surviving community development corporations and the only nonprofit organization specifically dedicated to preserving the availability of affordable housing in the Old Fourth Ward, Sweet Auburn District. Uh, It's been a catalyst for equitable urban revitalization in Atlanta for nearly four decades and was founded by Coretta Scott King. Uh, So look for a story on that coming Monday, which is MLK Day. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, new things we have happening. And Rodney has done a story on House Party, which is uh, returning to theaters uh, January 13th. I need 10 Gs by next week. I got to pay for my daughter's school. They on vacation. How about we throw the party in the king's house? Yeah, every bit of intellectual property is being recycled, as we know. And this this um, this this is a movie that was a big hit back in 1990, uh, starring Kid and Play, yep. <laughs> and, and it just kind of you know showed uh, life as a as a black teen and at that period of time. And it was a fun movie. It wasn't political in any sense, and you know it spawned two sequels that were in theaters, and then two direct-to-video sequels, and then. You know, a few years have passed, and they finally found a, a script, uh, I guess, written by a couple of the guys who did FX's Atlanta to write the script. And they, you know, the producers, you know, I, I guess it was um, Warner Brothers liked it and decided to create a new movie. It's set in L.A. Basically, it's a couple of guy, down and out guys who are party, would be party promoters who are cleaning LeBron James's mansion and decide to do a house party there without LeBron knowing. And, and LeBron actually is involved as one of the production company. His production company is involved, so he shows up naturally. And Jacob Lattimore is the, one of the leads. He is from Atlanta and, and lives here. Uh, and the DJ, DC Youngfly, is also from Atlanta. So they came and I talked to them about yeah. the movie. And, you know, it's fun. It, it's goofy. It's a lot of cameos. Um, Kid Cudi has a really big role in it. Uh, you know, you'll see Snoop Dogg. You'll see Lil Wayne. You know, they've you know, it's fun. Cool. <laughs> and it's going to be in theaters on Friday. So they just, it's and not many comedies have shown up in theaters lately. So this is a big test to see whether people will actually show up to a movie theater for a comedy, a pure right. comedy. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, you can find the story on that online at AJC.com. And another story uh, Rodney has done for us about Carl Dukes, who is the last original surviving host on 92.9 The Game. Yeah, I mean, they they brought in like 14 people, I think, in the original lineup in 2012 when they started. And one by one, they all left. They just couldn't get the right combos, but Carl just stuck it out. And once he joined up with Mike Bell in 2015, and Mike Bell was a veteran from, you know, the zone, uh, it just worked. And um, it took some time for the game to get their act together. Right. Uh, and he was kind of the the ballast, uh, the, the anchor for the entire station. And he's still there. It's 10 years. They've celebrated 10 years on the air. And he's just a really solid, you know, host. I mean, he's he's just good at his job. Right. Well, there wasn't much like FM sports talk radio. It was it. the first one. It's yeah. the fir- you know, it was the first station. It took, and, you know, the two powerful sports talk stations were AM stations. Yeah. Right. But now, you know, in this day and age, you know, while people are listening to music on Spotify, one area that has been able to sort of find a place on radio and do well has been sports talk. If you look around the country yeah. and, um, Carl's again, he, he's, he works hard. They do a five hour show, which is a lot longer than most sports talk hosts. And yeah. he doesn't mind. I mean, he, he's just, he preps and he, he brings, you know, he brings the game out. Awesome. Well, you can find that story, uh, in Thursday's living section and of course online at AJC.com. And now we're going to do something new to give you ideas about things to do over the course of the next week. Uh, And I'm going to start with uh, one of my favorite things, Garden Lights Holiday Nights at the Atlanta Botanical Garden. And it's the final weekend for this annual event. And while the holiday season may be over, there's no better way to brighten the doldrums of January than a visit to the beautifully decorated Atlanta Botanical Garden. The lights will be shining for just a few more days, uh, and that ends on Saturday, January 14th. So if you want to catch that, uh, you better go and uh, get those tickets. And Lagaya, what have you got for us? Okay, so um, I've got a cooking class. It was really hard for me to pick and choose. You know, every month we do a, a, a monthly roundup of food and dining related events. But this one, I think, is really unique. It's Ukrainian cooking. So there's a chef, uh, Zana Cooper, is teaching how to cook classic Ukrainian dishes like borscht and pierogi and some others during this cooking class that's going to be held on Sunday, January 22nd from 1.30 to 4.30. I mentioned I realize that this is a week in advance, but you're going to need your ticket. So it's $95 a person, and it's going to be held at the Decatur Recreation Center on uh, 231 Sycamore Street in Decatur. So you'd get your tickets at bbskitchen.com. So B-E-B-E-S Kitchen. Dot com, And um, yeah, eat up, you learn a little bit and eat up Ukrainian food. That sounds great to me. And Rodney, what have you got for us? During the pandemic, there was a, a you know, I was watching a lot of stand-up specials and Taylor Tomlinson, she was 25, I think at the time, did a quarter life special. And um, she was just really, really funny. I mean, I'm, I'm not that age, but she kind of captured the the angst of a basically a, a millennial, and um, she had a second special that was really successful last year, and now she's going to be she's got two shows at the Cobb Energy Center on Saturday the fourteenth at eight o'clock and ten thirty. Not a lot of tickets left, but um, you can check it out on Ticketmaster, yeah. or you may have to go on StubHub and pay a little extra. 
Awesome. Um, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in Go Guide this week, we'll have our look at streets and buildings named for civil rights leaders. That's January 13th, uh, along with the return of Star Dining Reviews, which we'll delve into more deeply on next week's podcast. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, Sunday, uh, the Sunday Living and Arts section, uh, look for a travel story on Nashville things that you may not associate with Nashville, uh, looking beyond the the Nash Vegas country music thing. So check that out uh, on Sunday. And this week's pet of the week is Eddie Money, who says, take me home tonight. If Eddie Money were a character on a TV show, he would definitely be the friendly football jock. He's handsome, sporty, and athletic, but he's also a really nice guy who gets along with everyone, both human and canine. A temporary foster describes Eddie as an outgoing, affectionate explorer with a good mix of being active and being a couch potato. He loves everyone, including kids, and prefers hanging out with people instead of toys. He's unfazed and calm around other dogs, since people are his main focus. Eddie will happily offer A-plus ear licks and nibbles to show his affection. Most of all, he's ready to be the star player in your home and heart. He just might be your ticket to paradise. Stop by for a little one-on-one time today with Eddie at Lifeline's Community Animal Center, located at 3180 Presidential Drive in Atlanta, or send an email to adoptions at lifelineanimal.org. And you'll find a photo of Eddie Money and a link to his shelter profile on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks as always to Rodney Ho. I'm still punchy, so tin roof. (laughs) Rusted. (laughs) And to LaGaia Figueres. See you guys next week. I'm Shane Harrison. Thanks for listening to our brand new podcast. We'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta.